Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Um, Before we jump in today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most innovative, you know, technological machine you'll ever find. And it's so easy to use. You know, we have three of them. We love them. Um, They're always they're always giving to the community, but they're always innovating on their own on their own products too. So go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you uh, $400 off for Coach Collins. Um, and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's got everything you need to become a better basketball coach. We always tell our players that we want them to work on their craft. Well, are you working on yours? And that's one of the ways I've worked on my craft. It's something, you know, from someone that's been, that's coached a nationally ranked team that has won numerous state titles, that has done those things. This is what, you know, I spent several years putting this together of things that would, that I could share with the world to make coaches better. And the roadmap will take care of it and will walk you through everything you need. So go over and check it out. And just in closing, if you like this podcast, go over and check out High School Hoops. Go over and check out the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Go over and check out Funnel Down Defense Podcast. All of them are great. Um, And leave a five-star review. We'd love that. All right, have a great day. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, all right, so Martin, we don't. I I just told him before we came on. We don't. I don't tend to talk to to guests beforehand because I had a friend who does podcasts. He says don't lose any of the good stuff. But one <laughs> thing I wanted to tell you is you're in Ireland right now, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my mom's maiden name is Mary Margaret McCormick. Okay. So it's pretty Irish, I think. Surely. Yep, it's pretty Irish. And in Collins, my last name is Collins. Collins is actually we have a. Collins is an Irish, I think it's the County of Dane or County of, I don't even know. But anyway, so we can trace our, our ancestors back to Ireland, I don't know, to the 1600s, I think. And then they came across and fought the Revolutionary War and it was all, all sorts of cool stuff. But anyway, so I have a lot of deep love for Ireland. Um, Very good. That's a good start. <laughs> isn't that a good start? That's a great There you start. go. <laughs> so, all right. So I want to, we'll, we'll dive in because I always love to know how different countries kind of work their basketball, but okay. why don't you introduce yourself, kind of give, you know, your three or four minute kind of bio, um, you know, your coaching, all that kind of stuff, how you ended up doing what you're doing right now. And let, so the audience can kind of know that, and then we'll dive in. 
Uh, okay, so um, my name is Martin Conroy. Uh, I'm affectionately known over here as Kojak. I think that goes with my, my haircut. Um, uh, I've been coaching for about 30 years now. I've been involved with Basketball Ireland, um, coaching from kids under 12, under 14, under 16, all the way up to Women's Super League. And uh, last year I was head coach of the Irish under 20 women's team. Um, so... In Ireland, the way it works, it's a lot different to the States. Uh, we have a club structure and we have college structure and then uh, kind of school, which would be high school kind of uh, structure. So basically kids would play in high school in three or four different grades, first year, second year, and then we call them cadet and senior. And they'd move forward and they'd also be playing with their clubs, which is kind of a little bit unusual um, so you play, do you play with both of them at the same time yes yes and, and that's something that's really kind of uh, odd for our american players when they come over here so we get our american players through a foundation called sports changes life okay and they would be kids that would have played d1 d2 d3 in the states uh they come over here and they get a master's degree and they play with our college team and our club team Okay. So let's say, for example, for myself, I'm with IT Carlo. Okay. And in IT Carlo, we have uh, our varsity teams, uh, men and women, and our women's Super League team, men's National League team. Okay. So the, the kids that come in from, from Sport Changes Life would play with both of those and they'd earn a master's in whatever, like, for instance, this year, uh, Dwayne DJ that was with us, he did strength and conditioning. Right. And uh, Caitlin Slagas was with us as well. She was with. Uh, who was she with last? She was D one and played with. So, you go ahead. Go so so. so is this going to have an effect with the world we're in right now? Are kids not going to be able to come over? Yeah, it was. It was actually kind of difficult to get some of them back. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's it, we're all kind of over here wondering now at the moment where are we going to be at the start of next season? Like, are there going to be sponsors to be able to sponsor our teams? Uh, because a lot of the, the, the Super League men's clubs, let's say, would have uh, sponsors who would help them bring in their Americans. They would be pro athletes. Um, Division One is kind of, a lot of them would be true sports changes life. Uh, so they're able to uh, go into a college, as I said, and get their masters, and that's their payment while right. they're here. Right, yeah. Um, so, like with the, the Super League men's teams now, there's 12 teams in, in Ireland. Uh, they're all going to be kind of they're they're wondering like where are they going to get the money to bring in these guys, right? Because you know, I know the NBA in the US is talking about even if they're playing not in front of people, like <laughs> yeah, they talked about it here about having a limit of a hundred people in a gym, uh, right. but our gyms are so much smaller than than what right. you have over there. You know, I mean, like a hundred people in a gym here is a very big crowd, you right? Know? <laughs> it's right. Nice, uh, in in certain situations. Um, but it, it definitely is going to be an issue, I think, and especially for the start of the season. We don't know when our season is going to start. You know, how do we, you know, get ready for next season, get our preseason stuff done? When do we start our preseason stuff? Uh, when are our Americans going to be allowed in? Are they going to be coming in? True sport changes life. Are they, you know, are the pros going to be sustainable as regards to, to paying them for, for a full season? And it's going to be very, very tricky, I think, you know. I think it is. I think it's going to be very tricky. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's dive in. So is there anything is there anything you want to talk about in terms of X's and O's? Anything you want to share? 
before i mean i have tons i have like three pages of questions for you so yeah like uh, we talked about uh maybe just going through i, I ran uh, a two two one zone press with our, our that'd be our, great our, do you know how to share this do you, do you have something you need to share the screen or you just want to talk uh, about i think it? i'm able to share the screen just yep, on the side. bottom see on the yeah. bottom there and it's yeah hang on a second now we're all so for the people listening coach and i are, are what i refer to as porch dogs so we're just laying on the porch, just kind of like this technology thing is. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had Tim Rice here with me right now. I know, he'd be, he'd be good. Tim would, be, Tim would be good. That's, that's the man I need right now. Um, I don't know how to. I think there's a share screen is, yeah. on the bottom. But it's not letting me share what I want to Okay, share. hold on. Maybe I got to click something. Uh, allow participants. So try it now and see if it works. Uh, host disabled participants. Group. Okay, so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Now it should work. Now that I click that button, I think it should work. Now it's not coming up for me. For okay, coach. So you were saying you were gonna share some stuff. What, what, what? I call them. I refer to them as golden nuggets. What golden nugget are you gonna share with us today? Well, this is something I've used uh, as a coach uh, for a long time, uh, especially in, in Ireland. We, we, I'm, I'm probably known as a zone coach, if you know what I mean. Uh, right. Even though, even though my teams don't play that much zone anymore. Uh, but this is something that, that I love to use, especially in the ladies' game. Okay. 2-2-1 uh, zone press. I find in the men's game, it, it can be beaten a little bit easier. But, um, and oh, so let me, dive, let me ask a couple questions before we dive into the, the, yeah. to the huddle stuff. So why did you pick the two-two-one? Uh, it was something I was very comfortable with. It was something that um, I thought I could teach well, and it's also something that I think just there are so many different pros to using it. Um, so like give you, me give me some pros and cons to using it, so people that are kind of listening and what's so the plus for, and what's the us, negative. Our, our objectives are, are obviously to, to trap and steal is the first thing you're looking for. Um, second thing is you're looking for deflections and all of this at the same time is going to slow the clock down, slow the shot clock down over here. We get, you know, our 24 second shot clock. Okay. Um, you know, if you can even take eight, 10 seconds off that before a team is able to get into the rhythm, well, then you're, you, you've done a good job on it. You know, every, every right. now and again, you're going to get steals off it. You're going to get, you know, turnovers off it. And, and nine times out of 10, if you can get a steal off, a two-to-one zone press is going to be a book at the other end, okay. which is a, a big thing. Um, the cons with it, I suppose, is that, you know, if you're coming up against a good shooting team and you're, you're, you're falling back into a two-three zone, you know, you're leaving yourself open a little bit. Do you, uh, do you, find, that, do you find that teams can pop, uh, get it down quick and pop before you can set up? Um, like we, run, we, run, sorry, we run this at international level. Okay, and even at international level, I I found that it was um, it, it was it was very very good. It was strong. It it worked. Like we played it against the, the clips I have on today's game, or from today is the game against Croatia, um, and it worked really really well against them. Uh, we had a, a game plan before the game that we were going to use it maybe for the first uh, two to three quarters, see where we were in the game, and then in the last quarter we were going to go after them in our full court man. And the reason being that we knew that Croatia would only use five to six players in the whole game. I mean, they're, right. they're starting five average 38 minutes a game. Right. So we knew we tired them out. We would run all 12 of our players, make sure that, you know, 
we, we rested our starters. So when it got towards the end of the game, we had them in the right position to, 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 to be able to take them on with our, with our man press, which was really, really good. It worked like in this game, it worked to a T. Uh, we held Croatia to six points in the fourth quarter. Okay. And we won the game by 14 points, you know, Boy. so that, that's, it definitely did its job, if you know what I mean. I do. Um, I, I just think it's a great press. I think it, it, if you've got people who will buy into it and trust it and trust each other while you're doing it, I think it, it's, it's definitely a great way to go. Okay, so let's, talk, let's look at some of the clips and stuff. Yeah, so, so what when we here? get into the first clip here, I'm just going to start it. Hold on one second, Coach. I'm gonna, we're good. Yep, go ahead. Okay, so you see we allow the first pass in. Yep. And then we try to channel to the sideline. Now, this clip is just one of the, the things that we probably didn't do too well on it. It was early in the game. Right. Let it go. Um, let it play here. The ball goes back to the, front to the other side. And then it's just thrown. But look at where our players are. We've got four players chasing back. We've got our stealer is not in the position she's meant to be in. And we actually get a turnover off this, which isn't too bad. If I just let it play out, we see the ball goes all over the side of the board again. So the ball comes in, and we let it play. Sorry. No, that's okay. Click, click your click your volume down the bottom so I can hear you because I, I want to be able oh, to yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah. Just turn that off. I don't need to hear that. Is it? It's bottom right. There you, there you go. Got it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So so say that again. So what happened on that first one? They, they just weren't converting back fast enough. Exactly. So with our girls, you'll see that like when the ball is passed here, Yep. Even though it goes out of bounds. Again, if you watch it, the first pass comes in. Yep. We allow it to go back to the opposite side. That's fine. But now there should be more pressure on the ball. So that when Rachel jumped there, that's the, the, our, our big jump. Yep. It allowed the pass to be made over her head. Now, the only thing about it is our stealer, which is kind of right back here at the back, yep. Ali. Yep. He wasn't far enough across the court. So, so go big, back. Can you go back just a little bit? Because I have a couple of yeah. things. So, so here's the issues I have with this is I agree with that's fine. In the middle, the opposite middle did a really good job of taking the middle away. Okay. So the ball went in. That was fine. Yep. And then this girl on the right side. So the ball goes back across. Notice she takes, I think that's 10 or whatever away in the middle, which is perfect. Yeah. How do you stop that little, I call them like a rainbow pass. Cause that's a hard pass to stop. Along the, that sideline. Down the sideline. So this is what I'm yep. saying about, about Ali and the position she was yep. in. Yep. She normally does this really well. See the, the girl number four right here? Yes. Okay, so she's got to be further out on the sideline. Okay. So her job is not to be a safety player. Right. Her job, it, the way we run it, her job is to be a stealer. Okay. It, it's, to be, it's getting her to think positively about what she's going to do. So if she's this far in, in the middle of the floor, it does leave that rainbow pass, that loop pass open. Right. Now, if she's further out in her proper position, which would be out here, yes. then she's going to get a little deflection. She's going to get a steal. She's going to get something that's going to be okay. more proactive. Now, luckily, that time, they threw the ball out of bounds, and they did that a few times against us. Right. Um, I'll just get out of this one here, and I'll go into clip one if I can. Here we go. Okay. So here's another clip on. So, again, this shows a deflection. You know, there's that's where she's in the right position. That's where that? she she moved over and got into that. So okay, so do you worry? See, in the guys' game, I worry about them not like faking that rainbow pass and then you're then them cheating over and then getting a layup or a dunk in the other direction. One hundred percent. Okay, and that's the, that's the real worry with with guys. Like some girls are very very good at it too. Um, I'm right. open, 
disrespectful to, to women yeah, basketball players no. in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm saying here is that I, I think this works really well with women basketball players. With guys, I think they have, you know, probably a little bit more power. They're able to skip. Well, the what I say too when we run this other. is you got to kind of play like center field a little bit. You, you, yeah. You it's might feeling, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might be like one step. You, you can still protect, but you're kind of watching eyes. And then if you see the rainbow, then you just go for it kind of thing. Yeah, um, where, with, with, with what I do here with, with, with our ladies is I make sure that Ali is in kind of a, a stronger position to start with. Initially, she's further towards the sideline. Now, if right. you look here uh, with our number five, Dana, and our number 13, Claire, I mean, both of them have actually done a really good job of getting their weak side position. So right. that cuts off that, you know, middle pass. Okay. And, you know, again, you're in a good position to try and stop their offense. I Maybe do. I love that. With somewhere. It, it was a great deflection as well. Like what I do as well is I don't put our biggest player at the back of the press. I put our most athletic big. So she's got to get from ah. side to side. Well, and that's a good idea because most people put their big big and they tend to be too slow to be able to get out. Exactly. And, that. and, and I, I just find that it, like if you put your big big, like your center there, yeah. sometimes they're not athletic enough to be able to get to the sideline. They're not athletic enough to be, to be able to get to the ball at times. You know, again, if you just watch this, I know there's a bit of a... It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A bit of a, a replay after the basket yep. from Dana. But you see the pass there. Like Rachel did a great job of closing yeah. the pass down, forcing the pass. And out. you track you track deflections. Yes, I do. I do too. I think deflections are an undertracked stat because it's a flow thing. It's an active hand thing. It's like so many different levels. So, like literally down here, I've written. You know, you just do's when, when we were doing this. So, like, you've got your active hands, you know, cutting off the angles, uh, making sure your head's on a swivel, um, you know, bumping the cuts. Um, so we, we like to shadow in the trap as well. We don't want to uh, to try and steal the ball when we get in the trap. We want to try and cause a five-second nice. uh, violation or maybe a, a bad pass. And then you're the falling back line. in this clip. You're falling back to a 2-3. Two, 2-3 three. Two, three zone, yeah. Okay. And now – that we got away with it against Croatia because, like, they're a really good shooting team. Um, to be fair, and we did a great job of closing out and making sure we weren't giving them easy shots. We got a bit tired in the third quarter, which was, I suppose, to be inevitable. But right, uh, they hit about I think they hit three threes in the third. But okay. then, like, our energy in the fourth quarter was phenomenal, and like we went straight into our man press, uh, and we we did a great job in that. You know, so okay. Um, it was just one more one more clip yeah it's just taking uh, time off the shot clock i mean this is just something here yeah i'd love to see that so we run the two two one sometimes to just slow teams down we'll even do it in the last 15 seconds just so yeah, it, it takes them six or seven seconds to get it down so they exactly. can't run their quick so this is this is what you're talking about 100 i mean if you, if you if you check the clock in the bottom like we i think yep. we about eight or ten seconds after a shot clock here. And we did a really good job of, you know, putting a, a little bit of pressure, not over-pressuring the ball, but just doing a good job of slowing them down and throwing them out of the rhythm. Uh, and again, when, when this finished up, 
we got back into a nice two three zone like Rachel was able to get back and recover right get back into her well, well, what I say too is it's like um you almost got to fake the traps a little bit like it's kind of like a step forward a step it's like forward retreat forward you're kind of playing with the person so they don't know if you're coming or not exactly um, again we we allow the first pass in and then we what you'll hear me I'm, I'm a talker on the sideline so when i'm on the sideline it, i'm telling my girls they hear me all the time my right, guys it's channel 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 that means i want to push the, the, the player with the ball to the sideline and channel them up the sideline so we can get our trap hopefully just over half court and, and try to get a you know a five second violation or make them force a bad pass from there um is there anything you do during practice to help to help with the channeling part we, when we play our games uh, in practice, we, we always play with what we're going to play, our, our scrimmages, sorry, in practice, we always play with what we're going to play our next game. So okay. if, if, if we're in a situation like this where we, we know we're going to play Croatia and we know we're going to zone press them for three quarters, I'll spend a good bit of time just making sure that everybody knows their positions, everybody knows what they're meant to be doing. Um, making sure that they're not ball watching on this, which is a big right. thing, I think. I mean, you can see our two guards straight away. If you look at just where the freeze, the freeze frame is there, yeah. both of our guards are looking straight at the ball. Right. So they're not seeing, like, Enya, who's on the weak side, is not seeing. And it's got to be almost, I say, butt to the, I say butt to the basket, too. There yeah. you go, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Butt and to I, the it, basket. It's, it's a terrible problem over here with, with our, our zones. You know, when we play zone over here, a lot of kids will, will – you know, look at the ball. It's tunnel vision. Right. Just seeing it's where like, the ball is on the floor. If you shift like 40 degrees, your butt will be to the defensive basket and you'll be fine. You'll be able to see more too. That's the, that's the issue. Do you have a problem in these games with people making the turn? Like, okay, so you're funneling me. I've noticed this a little bit in the guys game, at least at our level, that when you funnel, it's like you're actually giving them some space where they can make that turn. And as soon as they make that turn, we go past they go past and we can't contain. Do you have any issues with that? You see, that's really up to the defensive player, I think, you know, I mean, and how smart they are and, and not allowing that turn to happen, making sure that that's why we say cutting off the angles and trying to force that player, you know, right. if you see Dana's position now, like she's not kind of heading towards the sideline yet. Right. As soon as the ball is passed, she will start to move that player towards the sideline. And, you know, she's, it's straight away, active she, feet. Like, what I've noticed about feet. her right away is she's her she's active. Like her feet are always moving. Yeah, she, she, Dana is a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, she probably doesn't even know she's doing it. But she's that's all it. Her, it's her, natural to her. It's exactly. Natural. Yeah. But her feet are moving like all the time she, on her toes. It, she. It's almost like she feels if she stops moving, she's going to sink into the floor, kind of thing. So her yeah, feet are always moving, yeah. 100% agree. And you can ask Tim, Tim Rice about her. Like, Dana is one of our, our, our standout players over here. She's a, she's a great kid. Actually plays Gaelic football at a massively high level as well. Oh, really? Um, okay, and, so for, uh, for the American, he's talking about soccer. So No, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about soccer. <laughs> soccer is a different game. Gaelic football, you're allowed to use your hands. Um, what is that? I thought you were oh, talking about man. football in terms of soccer. So no, God, no, no, no. Uh, that's that's a game for for weak little boys. As far okay, as so concerned. what are you talking about? So Gaelic football is uh, it's Irish football, basically. It's okay. Uh, I know about Irish football. That's crazy. Irish football is crazy. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's quite a good game. So Dana plays that okay. for county, which is Mayo. And, okay. And, uh, and she was in the All Ireland final last year. 
Okay. Uh, so usually when you talk football in Europe, the European Union, you basically are talking soccer. But yes, yeah, well, yeah. And we, we definitely would call it soccer. Yes. Uh, Ireland does have, to, uh, yes. You got to YouTube that. It's, it's unbelievable to watch that. Actually. Soccer and, or football and hurling. There, there's the other one. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched that. What, uh, what does that entail? So hurling is, is the best way I can describe it to you, I suppose, would be kind of like lacrosse. Okay. Um, but no pads, no uh, – the guys only wear a, a helmet. They've got a, a stick about, about two and a half, maybe three feet long. So it's longer – so it's a longer stick than lacrosse then probably. Yeah, and there's yeah. no net at the bottom of the stick. That, that, if you want to, you know, look at a game that you've never seen before – for me, like I love basketball. It's right. it's obviously my favorite sport, but the best game in the world that you can watch is hurling. It's unbelievably fast. When we bring our scholars to watch it over here, they they just can't believe the speed of the game and uh, That's you know awesome. how how skillful it is. It's unbelievably skillful. Right. And there's some some big hits in it too, you know, <laughs> big time. The people so like that. It's always good fun. All right, anything else on clips? Uh, I just have one little one okay. here. We, we we actually called it. Um, we we ran it. It's Enya, little number six here. So okay. uh, this is just a bit of fun for you. It's uh, I think this might be it here. Is it? Yeah. So we call this. I call this the just the week before. Play. This is an out of bounds play. Well, so the week before we we went to the championships. Um, we were just talking about different things on our out of bounds, and if people aren't paying attention, what to do. So I had seen this as a young lad uh, when Scotty Pippen did it. Anya, her her dog's name is Pippen, so she remembered it. So I'm just going to run it here. So you see, very cleverly, just a little bump off her back. Oh my god! Nice so that's a clever thing to do in a in a massive game like this. Game was uh, we had to win this game to make sure we got through to the semifinals, and that put us. Uh, as you see, a forty-four That's all. Awesome, clever kid. Her mom and her dad played basketball for for Ireland. So okay, and she um, was smart enough to get herself in bounds too. Yeah, people are still talking about that. So if you see again on that clip, she she barely gets her second foot down. This actually went viral in FIBA because a lot of referees came in and said she did. So awesome. Those are very helpful, Coach. I love that. I love that. Um, it's 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 the nuances of the game that I think people don't spend the time on. That yeah. I, like for me when I was growing up and when I was when I was younger, I was very lucky here in Portish. We we had a a fantastic sports person, a guy, a basketball coach called Pat Critchley, who um, actually this week just got uh, given a lifetime achievement award from Basketball Ireland. And I was sixteen, seventeen years of age. And my brother had played with Pat, so I, I was able to go and uh, help him out with the high school, the girls' high school team, uh, which is a 16 and 17 year old guy was was very appealing to me at the time. Um, and then just to learn from him, I was I spent about five or six years going around the country with him and just watching him coach, watching the way he 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 worked with people and how he did his stuff, and you know setting out his practice plans and and you know he he's a Extremely smart guy. He's a high school teacher, um, you know, really, really smart guy. Uh, and then from there, I went around watching other coaches. I think to, to gain knowledge in this game, you have to be open to to watch 
everybody. And I mean, I've won a lot of games. I've won a lot of games and coached a lot of really great players. And I feel like I started two days ago. I swear to God. I mean, and I'm a reader. Look at this. It's like I. It, it, this game is this game is an unbelievable game and has given me more than anything I'd ever want. But I, I feel like I want to give stuff back. It's part of the reasons I do the podcast. But it's like I'm always learning. It's like. I learned two things already in the, in the first half hour. It's like, ooh, that works. I like that rotation. I mean, what I tell listeners, and I especially tell even the, the old coaches like you, you and I, you have to find people that are mentors. You have to find people that people want to help each other. That's the yeah. way we live in. Um, yeah. And you are the coach. You are the coach you are because of people that helped you. I am the coach I am because of people that helped me along the way. Well, you have to be a sponge. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that was one of your quotes down below. You were talking about being a sponge. Yeah, and you do. Like, I mean, as a coach as well as a player. I mean, for me, I've been lucky enough with the guys over here who are really good coaches, and and it doesn't have to be the best coach, you know, in, in the world that you learn something from. You can learn no. something from a guy who's who's coaching his first game, you know. But you have to be willing to learn. Right. And that's the big thing. Uh, and the day you stop learning is the day you walk away from the game. You know, right, the day you're done. I, I agree. And I tell people sometimes when, when you listen to all these big – in our level, like the Division One coaches, I said I learn more from junior high, high school coaches, to be honest with you, most of the time, than I do going listening to, you know, those guys. We, are, had, yeah. we had Tim over uh, last year. I think he was over on vacation, and he just came and did a, a defensive session with, with my women's Super League team. And, like, he, he specifically kept it basic, but it was – brilliant right you know i mean it's just i have a very good friend over there called dave hoplet and dave dave has one very simple saying and i love it and it's the old one kiss you know keep it simple stupid you know stop trying to make things more difficult than they are right because you're only going to upset your team and you're going to end up upsetting yourself and everybody gets frustrated simplicity is the is the best way with this game as far as i'm concerned everybody has their own way of doing things and everybody and nobody's right and nobody's always, wrong and i always say you got to question why you do stuff like always ask why like why am i why am i running that drill why am i doing that um like i revamped the way i ran practice probably about five years ago um where i kind of try to run it like a game where there's a pre-game there's a first we play halves in our state halves there's a half time. There's a second half where, you know, we're kind of because otherwise you got to keep it flow. Um, I was talking to, to a, a G League coach a couple of days ago, and he basically says he spends a lot of time on his practice planning. I want to dive into that with you because he goes, I want to make it a short. I want to make it precise and short and concise to get in, get out, teach them because um, their focus will be better if I do that. If I'm just doing something to do it, I'm losing them. Um, yeah, I, I can I can understand some of that. Um, I mean, practice planning for me is definitely, you know, it's massive. It, it's it, it can be the biggest part of your week if you're setting up things right in practice. Well, then you know, proper practice leads to better execution in games. Um, I've, I've I've actually kind of revamped the way I do my practices as well in the last maybe four or five years. Uh, like when when I went to practice, we used to very rarely scrimmage. Whereas now I give nearly, you know, half my practice sessions to a scrimmage. Right. Because I know you need to do that. And I know you need to, the, the players will only learn the right things and the wrong things from scrimmaging. I mean, you can right. do all the drills in the world that you want. Uh, and everything we do is team-based. But 
like for them to learn their basic X's and O's when they're going into a game situation, they have to scrimmage and they have to scrimmage with what they're going to do. And how you teach in that scrimmage. It's like, I think, I think a great takeaway is how you teach inside that scrimmage too. Like you can't stop every two seconds to No, that's, I have my assistants actually keep a little notebook and they'll see something. And then when that person comes out, they'll grab them and go, Hey, Da, 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 you should do that. because otherwise the flow it's like if you stop it, it stop it's the stop start stuff that drives me bonkers so here you go coach i'm in ireland and i coach women's super league i haven't got an assistant <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, like a lot of the stuff um we do over here like some of the bigger clubs obviously have their their full right um you know, staff and stuff like that. I'm very lucky. I have a very good team manager. Uh, with the women's Super League team last year, I did get an assistant, Stephen, who came on board. Um, but like with our men's national league team, I don't have an assistant. And like, and how, play, and how, explain how the league structure works. Do you, is it like, um, is it like premier soccer? Like if you, exactly. win, you go up? Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. So ba- basically, there's 12 teams in, let's say, Take, for example, the Women's Super League, which is the highest league in our country. Okay. Um, so at the moment, there are 10 teams in the Women's Super League. Uh, we're lucky enough to be in there at the moment. And then there are 12 teams in Women's Division 1. Okay. So the winner of Division 1 comes up to Super League loser. The bottom place team in the, in the Super League goes down. Okay. And then the second place team in Division 1 plays second from the bottom in the Super League in the playoff to see who goes into the Super League the following year. And it's the very same with the men. Uh, the men That's uh, awesome. Under- but I'm surprised the U.S. hasn't moved that way. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by Coach Collins, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. And then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, and then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.